the Titans' long-term quarterback situation and why it's going to play out in 2023. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome in to the Monday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope you are all having a fantastic start to your week. We are back in the normal setup. Feels good to be back having the multiple screen experience. We've got all the monitors, all the information. Feels good to be back. It was nice to see some family. It was nice to spend some time uh, outside of the great state of Arizona. But it is good to be back in, in this chair with this setup here with you all here to kick off another weekend. You know, we closed Friday's show by saying that we would start this week more than likely discussing quarterback prospects for the 2024 draft, my early look at them. And we still will at some point this week, but we are kind of pivoting. We're calling an audible at the line of scrimmage, and I think that is the beauty of what we do here on the TDN Daily Podcast is we give ourselves uh, the runway to deep dive into a specific topic if it intrigues me and at large you guys as well. And so what I love about doing this show is we can look at a specific team, a specific situation, a specific topic, and really dig deep on that specific topic because we've got five shows every week and we know that we're going to be able to hit some of this other stuff down the road. So I promise we will get to our quarterback conversation. We will look at how I have these quarterbacks ranked ahead of the 2023 college season, how I have them going into the start of the year. I promise we will get to that this week here on the show. But today on the show, we are going to talk about the Tennessee Titans and their quarterback situation because I think for a team that I don't believe the expectations going into the 2023 season are very high. This was a team that ranked very low for us in our positional ranking series. We didn't have many groups that we viewed very highly. I think running back and safety were the two groups that we thought Tennessee were a top 10 group. Other than that, they ranked very low in our rankings. This is a team we don't have high expectations for in 2023, yet I think a very important team to keep an eye on here in 2023. I think a very important situation could be developing throughout the course of the year, and that will be the long-term situation at quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. And I think in order for us to do this properly, in order for us to correctly have this conversation, we need to go all the way back. We need to go all the way back to when the Tennessee Titans got Ryan Tannehill, and gave him a four-year, $118 million contract. That contract started in 2020 in his age 32 season, that contract extension. It runs until the 2023 season. This is the last year, effectively, that Ryan Tannehill is expected to play for the Tennessee Titans. There are two dummy years on the back end of the contract for 24 and 25 in which there's some uh, cap hits for this team based on the way that they structure the contract. But effectively, 2023 is lining up to be Ryan Tannehill's last season as a member of the Tennessee Titans, as a active player for their team. He's going to count against their cap in 24 and 25, but he's going to be playing elsewhere. So they walked into this 2023 season knowing that this is Ryan Tannehill's last year. I think it's also important, now that we have that context of that's the contract that was signed, this is when he's done. It was the 2022 draft in which the Tennessee Titans took a swing at getting a long-term answer at the quarterback position. And that was when they drafted Malik Willis out of Liberty. So knowing that they've only really got two more years of Ryan Tannehill, 2022, or, or 2021 and 2022, 
2023. It's a short runway for Ryan Tannehill. Not sure if we're going to pay a guy when he's 36 or 37 to come play for us. We're going to go ahead and draft Malik Willis in the 2022 draft, ahead of what is going to be the final two seasons of Ryan Tannehill's tenure there in Tennessee. So they draft Malik Willis. They get into the 2022 season. Things don't go all that great for the Tennessee Titans. A lot of injuries, underperformance. They blow the division to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their general manager, John Robinson, gets fired, gets let go, no longer there in Tennessee. Malik Willis plays in replacement of an injured Ryan Tannehill, and it doesn't look great. It does not look good. He looks like a guy that, and this was the expectation of Malik Willis when coming out into the NFL draft, was this is a guy that's going to take some time to adjust to the NFL level. He's going to need maybe a year or two to grow into being an NFL quarterback, to learn an NFL system, to understand the nuances of an NFL offense. It was going to take some time, but the tools, the traits were there, but it just was going to take some time. And you kind of saw that on display, that it was going to take some time for Malik Willis. John Robinson gets let go. We go into the offseason. And in the 2023 draft, ahead of what is the final year of Ryan Tannehill's tenure there in Tennessee, in the second round, the Tennessee Titans draft Will Levis. So now we have a quarterback room consisting of a pending free agent in Ryan Tannehill, a guy you just drafted last year, Malik Willis, although not that high with a third-round pick, and a guy that you took in the second round, so even earlier than you took Malik Willis, in Will Levis. That is the way the quarterback room shapes up for the Tennessee Titans. And the topic of conversation that we're going to have here on today's show is what the long-term solution is for the Tennessee Titans at quarterback and why it's going to have to play out throughout the course of the 2023 season. Because when you look at this Tennessee team, there is not an expectation that they're going to go very far this year. Yeah, maybe if they continue to play that Tennessee Titans brand of football, they can maybe mess around and be competitive in the division. But Jacksonville, all expectations are they're going to take a leap from where they were a year ago, and they won the division a year ago. Tennessee, I think they're a worse team than they were a year ago. That wide receiver room's not very good. The offensive line is not very good. The defense has some question marks. Again, I don't know if they're going to be as good as they were last year, and they weren't very good last year. So I think they take a step back. And so if you know that Ryan Tannehill is going to walk off into the sunset, and he's going to be a free agent at age 36, and it doesn't really feel like you're really going to be intrigued by the idea of bringing a 36-year-old average quarterback back into the fold, then the long-term answer for the Tennessee Titans is one of three options. It's Malik Willis, it's Will Levis, or it's the unknown. It's the mystery box. It's door number three. It is a free agent. It is a trade. It is investing more draft capital into a quarterback for the third straight season. Those are the options that are presented to the Tennessee Titans. And Bailey says in the chat, The GM change was probably the end of Malik Willis as a Titan. I don't think Mike Vrabel was a fan of bringing along a young QB who wasn't a project. And I was going to get to this point, but Bailey, you got us there, so we'll go to this this part of my monologue or part of this conversation that I wanted to get to, is it really does feel that because they drafted Will Levis a year after they drafted Malik Willis and the way the Malik Willis situation was handled, it really does feel that John Robinson wanted Malik Willis and Mike Vrabel maybe wasn't as much of a fan of Malik Willis being the draft selection for the Tennessee Titans when a year later, gifted an opportunity to take a quarterback, they just took another quarterback in Will Levis. 
who is less of a project than Malik Willis is. And I think that probably feels like the writing on the wall for Malik Willis's future. But there's no guarantee Will Levis's future is all that bright because he's an unknown. He's a rookie. He's apparently being outperformed or was being outperformed in the early OTAs by Malik Willis. And I will tell you the reason why this is a story, the reason why I decided today, July 10th, was the day that we were going to have this conversation, is over the weekend, it was Saturday, I believe the story was written, because I have it here in front of me. Yeah, it was July 8th. Mike Florio wrote a story for Pro Football Talk in which he said Malik Willis isn't guaranteed a roster spot. And the source on the story was a mailbag kind of roundup story written on the team's official website by the Titans team reporter who wrote that Willis's spot on the 53-man roster isn't guaranteed. Kind of leads back into what Bailey was talking about, how the GM change was probably the end of Malik Willis as a Titan. So take all the context. They draft Malik Willis. He doesn't really play all that great. The GM, who's probably the, the person who decided to pick Malik Willis, gets fired. The following year's draft, they take a quarterback. Now we hear that Malik Willis's roster spot isn't guaranteed, even though Malik Willis has been outperforming Will Levis so far during the offseason workouts and programs and OTAs and all that kind of stuff. So this is a real conundrum that the Tennessee Titans have on their hand because I will ask the question to the chat. I will ask the question to you listening at home. It's the thing that has me befuddled about all of this. The Tennessee Titans have Ryan Tannehill on their roster. Mike Vrabel doesn't feel like a coach who's really interested in, in hitting the reset button. Doesn't feel like something he's really inclined to do. So are you going to walk into the 2023 season and give it your all to try to win with this current roster that you have? You probably are. It's the reason why Ryan Tannehill is probably still on this roster and wasn't traded to a team that maybe was interested in acquiring a quarterback. We know the Jets were kind of sniffing around at the idea of adding Ryan Tannehill if they were to miss on Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. So there was probably interest. There were probably phone calls. But now that he's on the roster and he's, what, 35, 36? Yeah, he's 35 this year. You're going to have to give it a go. The opportunity cost of giving it a go with a guy who, again, we all think here that he's not going to be on the team next year. The opportunity cost of doing that is you don't get a runway to evaluate Malik Willis. You don't get a runway to evaluate Will Levis. You have a smaller sample size in order to evaluate those guys. Now, yes, there's a new rule this year, which, which you can dress a third quarterback as long as they're part of the 53-man roster. Um, new rule that the NFL put in place to help against, you know, Injuries to both the, the primary starting quarterback and the backup quarterback gives teams it's basically a San Francisco 49ers rule, but I think a good rule altogether. So yeah, you can have all three on the roster, but the idea of starting Ryan Tannehill to start the 2023 season, which again is I think what they're going to do because I, I don't think they have another choice. Are you really going to sit a guy down that's counting for $36.6 million against your cap to evaluate the young guys that you have on the roster? You would have moved on from him then. You would have found a way to move on from him. So, so now that he's on the roster, you kind of have to give it a go. But how much of a go are you going to give it? Are you going to give it five, six, seven, half a season? How long of a go are you going to give it? Are you going to wait until you're officially eliminated from the playoffs before you start to transition over into Will Levis or Malik Willis? Now, Bailey says in the chat, I think Vrabel and that defense will keep them out of the top two who are a clear tier above in next year's draft. And I would agree with that. Levis could easily replace what you get from Tannehill. It isn't a terrible comp. That's fine, Bailey. And I don't necessarily disagree. But you don't know what you don't know. And you don't know what Will Levis is at the next level. You took him in the second round. You don't know what you don't know. 
And so the idea that you are going to walk into, that you're going to walk into the 2023 offseason, the 2024 offseason, I guess I should say, with a limited sample size of what Will Levis is, I don't, I don't know how you feel good about the long-term outlook for this team. Because if you do have a top five, top seven, top eight pick, the current feeling is there's going to be more than two quarterbacks. This class is going to extend beyond Caleb Williams and Drake May. At least that's how I view it right now, is I think we're going to have multiple conversations about guys in the first round. Are you going to feel so strongly about Will Levis? Again, a guy that you took in the second round, and maybe we'll have a limited set of games to evaluate him on. Is that going to stop you from investing in a top draft pick into a guy that might be better? Again, this is the catch-22 that they find themselves in. Sportsnut says, sorry, I'm late. Does Tannehill get cut or traded? So the way that this, this looks here, and I have the Spotrack numbers up, he has a base salary, a signing bonus, a restructure bonus, a cap hit, dead cap, yearly cash, all that stuff for 2023. For 2024 and 2025, it's two dead years. Um, they automatically void. They're void years. Um, and he counts towards, uh, there's dead cap that's associated with it. So um, he won't be on the team. He'll be a free agent. They'll just have the dead cap that's associated with it because they're automatically void years. Bailey says, I do think the benefit of having Levis be the young guy um, in the offense you run this year will be similar to with him. So practice reps are more useful. Willis requires a completely different offense. So Bailey, I, I get what you're saying, right? And I understand the place that you're coming from here because I, the place that you're coming from is it's going to be a very easy transition for Will Levis to step in to what the Titans are going to do because he's a very similar quarterback to Ryan Tannehill. I just have a really tough time as a fan of the Tennessee Titans, if I was a fan of the Tennessee Titans, I would feel some type of way if I walked into this offseason with a top 10 pick, potentially with an opportunity to take a quarterback who might profile better than Will Levis. And guess what? The beautiful part about this is we're going to get to have that conversation because it's going to play out in one of two ways. We're either going to get a big enough sample size of Will Levis that we're going to be able to determine, no, you stick with Will Levis. Or we find ourselves in a situation where we will have a projection on the the quarterback coming out of the 2024 class, and we can make that comparison. Can I tell you what I think this is ultimately going to mirror? This might mirror what Atlanta did. Atlanta, at the end of the year, played Desmond Ritter for four games. He was a mid-round pick. I think he was the third-round selection in that draft. They played him for four games. They had a top-ten pick. It was a little different in terms of the quarterback. But they didn't. Take a quarterback. They decided to go in a different direction with Desmond Ritter being their starter. It ultimately feels like Tennessee might follow the same path, where Will Levis might play the final handful of games, four, six, seven games, and then they're going to roll into 2024 with a top 10 pick, but Will Levis will be their primary starting quarterback. That ultimately feels like what they're going to do. That feels like the most likely outcome, is that this is going to mirror the situation that Atlanta found themselves in entering this draft class. Heldy says uh, Tannehill will not finish the year starting. I agree. I agree. But the question that I would have as a Titans fan is, if we know he's not going to finish the year starting, and we know he's not going to be our quarterback in 2024, and while you don't know this, I feel pretty strong saying that the Tennessee Titans are not going to be a playoff team in 2023. Doesn't it feel like those first 10 to 12 games that you might be playing Ryan Tannehill really feel like a waste of time, really feels like valuable reps that you could be giving to Will Levis and or Malik Willis. 
that's the kind of problem I have with this, the way that they've, the situation that they've put themselves in. And that's why ultimately I feel like what we're going to see is exactly the way it played out in Atlanta at the end of the year, where Levis will play the final like six, seven, eight games. And it'll be enough of a sample size where you feel pretty strongly that he can be your starter in 2024. And then you'll use the pick, the top pick that you'll probably have based on the way that you played, invest in, in someplace else. Now we're debating Derrick Henry's trade value because Sportsnet says if the Titans end up with a top pick, it's time to blow it up and trade Derrick Henry like Carolina did with CMC. And then we're debating whether or not there's value there. What do they currently have? Because they traded up using the old trusty second screen experience here. They traded up to get Will Levis in this year's class, correct? So they have a one and a two in 2024. They don't have a three. They have a four. They don't have a five. They don't have a six. And they have two sevens. And maybe you can find some day two picks, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to find day two picks for Derrick Henry, who is going to have a lot of tread on those tires. Uh, Bailey says, but it's a culture thing. Vrabel has got that organization to be fighters until the end, so we can't bench Tannehill, even if it makes long-term sense, breaks what he built. Exactly. Exactly. But that's the perils of building it the way that he built it. Because when you build it this way, and you don't win in the window that you've built for yourself, and the way that you've done it, you run the risk of this turning sour very, very quickly. Because it kind of turned sour last year. And it's more than likely going to turn sour this year. And so now you have two straight years of it turning sour. So then, is everything that Mike Vrabel has built from a culture perspective start to crumble because they won't pivot in, the, in enough time? I don't know. And that's why I think the future of the Tennessee Titans, the long-term three, five, six, seven years down the road, I think plays out on the football field in 2023. Truly, I think it does. I think Vrabel won the power struggle between him and John Robinson, clearly, because John Robinson is gone and Mike Vrabel's still there. So clearly, Vrabel has a lot of power. He has a lot of sway. He is the guy right now. But if you have two, three, four years of consecutive losing because you didn't get the future quarterback spot right, this could all, it's a house of cards that I think comes tumbling down very, very, very quickly. And it all goes back to what does 2023 need to be for the Tennessee Titans? And to me, if at the end of this year, if at the end of the 2023 season, they can feel somewhat confident in a long-term answer at quarterback that's on their roster or have a good enough answer that they don't have the long-term answer on their roster, I would describe 2023 as a successful season for the Tennessee Titans. They need, to, they need to keep up with the Joneses very, very quickly. Jacksonville's on the rise. Indy feels like they've got their quarterback situation figured out, and the rest of their roster is not terrible. Houston, I think they're two years away, but they're really close. I think they got the coach right. They've got a lot of young pieces that we all like here on this show. So you got to keep up quickly or you're going to end up being in the you're going to end up being in the back again. So you got to be able to turn this around on the fly. And maybe Vrabel will be able to get guys guys to buy in and they will be able to rebuild it on the fly. But you don't do it unless you have the quarterback. So 2023 needs to be the year where they answer that question because they need to pivot quickly if not. Because they are then going to get passed by both the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts very very quickly. So that's what 2023 needs to be for this team. It doesn't need to be, listen, if they make the playoffs, great. That's what every team strives to be. But to me, based on the way I feel like the outlook for the Tennessee Titans is for 2023, they need to end the season 
answering if they have a long-term answer at quarterback on their roster. If they get an answer to that question definitively one way or the other, it is a successful season, in my opinion, for the Tennessee Titans. That's the way that I look at it. And again, it doesn't feel like Malik Willis is going to be in the cards. It feels like this is Will Levis, or they will be drafting somebody very high in the 2024 NFL draft. That feels like the way that it is going to pan out. But I wanted to take a deep dive into it and explore this because I feel like they are running the risk of this house of cards coming tumbling down very, very quickly. And at the same time, 2023, I think, should take on a different meaning for this team, even though, based on their actions, it kind of can't. And that's a really tough place to be as a franchise. They are caught in this true, true purgatory that I don't know how they get out of. Their decisions need to be very, 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 very definitive and specific here over the course of the next year or two in order to get this right very, very quickly. I appreciate all of you being here. Appreciate all of you listening in and being a part of the show. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming this week. Again, I promise we will discuss the 2024 QB class at some point this week here on the pod, potentially tomorrow, more than likely in the middle of the week, but it will get done here on the show. So you're going to want to rate, review, subscribe, share. Come on back. See us again tomorrow when we uh, have more content for you. Probably we'll get into the quarterbacks at some point over the next couple of days. You've got the YouTube side of things. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is when you can catch all of that. We are in our regularly scheduled time slot all week this week, so you don't have to worry about us changing the schedule on you. Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, this week on the YouTube channel. If you can't catch us live but you do want to see the video portion of the show, you can do so. The Draft Network YouTube channel, uh, you can click on the live tab and all of the VODs are there. And while you're watching the video, whether it's live or on demand, give the video a thumbs up, subscribe, turn on the notification bell. Helps us out a ton here on the podcast. Uh, we are going to go into the post show now where we've got more stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about this, more of this Titan stuff and whatever else the uh, live YouTube chat wants to talk about. Even more reason to come join us on the live side of things. But I hope you all have a great rest of your Monday. I'll talk with you all tomorrow.